Okay, so we start from, it's really we're on the bottom, bottom of oven and bees. Just go back a drop just to recap we were holding. The Gemara had written, it's in a memra, a lotion was that a egg with its coming out is considered complete. And the question went back and forth what that meant. And the one ended off with second to bottom line from the end of the Amud, if it's a complete egg, it has the ability to grow chicks, if it's found, an egg which is found in the mother's stomach, which never came out, is not going to be able to grow chicks. That's the Amud is saying, the difference between where the egg was found. So an egg which is laid, which is hatched, have the ability to then grow and be fertilized and then grow chicks from there. But if it's an egg which came out of the mother's stomach, cannot. If it was found, it was shechted and found in the mother's stomach, cannot grow chicks. And then I said, what is the difference? A person who's selling such an egg and a person who's buying it and they want to buy it for a certain purpose. The Gemara gives an example. A person wants to buy an egg and he wants to buy an egg which is going to be coming from a live going from a, from a live chicken. It came from a chicken. Fakhili, Rashi says, means that it was uh, when it when it um, lays the egg, it like crows and, and makes noises. So the he wants to buy an egg from a live chicken in order to be able to go and afterwards be able to have a chick from it. So what happened? Yavle be'a de shkuta. He was sold a egg of a shkuta, the egg of a shakhted, a shakhted chicken. And he was not very happy. He got the wrong chick. Yeah, this is a mekachtayus, which means you sold this thing on the premise that it was an egg which came from a, which was laid from a chicken in order to be able to go and raise chicks from it. And it turns out he was sold a egg which came from a shechted chicken from a chicken which was no longer has the ability to raise chicks. So it's a mekachtayusu. So that's exactly our point. It's a mekachtayusu. It's a mistaken sale. The whole thing is retroactively going to be nullified and if he gets his money back and gives the egg back. Gemara says, and it goes back, Pshita. Gemara says, okay, that's obvious. If I wanted to buy A and I bought B, you sold me B, obviously the whole thing is, is bottle. So if this thing is a totally different product. Gemara says, no. Ma'od detaimah, what's the Chiddush? Ha'ila achila koi, boilu, ba'ad akamar depachim, mishrim detzrichon, detzrichon. Maybe really, he didn't want to raise chicks. Really wanted to eat it. So why do you say I want a egg which came from a chick which was alive, which was laid it, and not from a dead one? It's a little bit fattier. It's a little bit better when it comes from a, from a fully developed chick. So maybe that's why he wanted it. Okay, but the one says, still, it's still a mistaken sale. I told you this is an egg which is coming from a from a laid, laid egg, and really came from a shechted egg. So who cares why? It's true, he maybe wanted to eat it. And it's maybe more only a slight difference when it's going to be coming from a shechter as opposed to coming from a laid egg. At the end of the day, it's a mistaken sale. So the, the minaf kamina, so it's still a mistaken sale. Kamar says no. Lemesa lebeni beni. When it comes to a situation of a of eating it, so how big is the difference between an egg which is laid and egg which comes out from a chicken? It's a very minuscule difference. So in that case, the sale could be a valid sale, and you pay the extra. Five cents, uh, ten cents, whatever it may be. That's a little better for an egg which 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 came from a laid egg because they didn't give him that. Okay, but if the egg was not made for eating, the egg was for for 
raising chicks, then it's a huge difference because one can raise chicks and one can't. Kamash Pallan, that we are, we are assuming this person was using it for a sake of raising chicks, and then it's a major distinction, a major difference, and therefore the entire Mecca Chazbatal, the entire sale is nullified, and it goes back to the original state, the person gets the money back and gives back the egg. Compare it to something else. So let's say a person buys a parent's phone to want uh, Nusakari and the person gives them uh, Beis Yosef. Nekachtos. Uh, Correct. Correct. Anything which is a clearly it's different item is going to be a Nekachtos. Kamari says now another similar halacha. Hu da'amalu lamat. So he says the person goes around he's trying to buy a egg which was which came out from a from a um, chick and it was fertilized fertilized egg so what happened who has a egg which was which was which was fertilized so they seems like you want to buy a fertilized egg you have the the safra and they give an unfertilized egg safra she says means it comes from a there was no male around that wasn't fertilized and when eggs are fertilized, the rooster like warms itself up from the ground as opposed to having the male there. So it's an unfertilized egg. So Aslaka made Dravami. This is a whole sale, it's a mistaken sale. You want to buy a fertilized egg. I sold you unfertilized egg. What's going on? It's on Bakatos. Vahadra and therefore goes back. Which is again Pshita. Sounds very obvious. I wanted to buy one thing, I sold A and I sold you B. That's obviously a Mekartos. Really, no. Maybe really he's not looking to raise a chick out of it. He wants to really go it and eat it. And again, when, when it's, I'm assuming when it's just when it's fertilized, it's not going to have any blood spots or anything. It's just right away if it was without developing any further. But it's just fertilized. It's still going to be able to be used to eat it. He says fertilized because it's a little bit fattier, a little bit better. And therefore... It was not a major distinction as far as the raising of the eggs, raising not raising it. Both of them are for eating. One's a little fattier. And most is again, the mind after Again, if the egg is a better egg when it's fertilized, so it's still can now make it a sale, which is going now to be bottled, now going to be nullified. And most is the same idea. If it's only a slight distinction between a fertilized egg and not fertilized egg, when a person going to eat it, one's a little fattier, one's a little less fattier, so I just pay the difference. And give the little extra amount that that, that you have to person is expecting of a fertilized egg, but Kamash Lundigmar says this is a totally different thing. If he's not using it for eating it, if he wants to use it to raise chicks, this is a totally different one's a fertilized egg which you can raise chicks and one's unfertilized egg which obviously you can't, and therefore the entire sale is nullified and it's going to be bottle. So we have two different cases in both cases where the person wanted something which is going to be able to raise chicks from and got something which wasn't, the sale is nullified and the Everything is returned to its original status. Okay, so that's the one shot we had and what it means that it was, when it was um, nigmeris, it means when it comes out, when it's laid, it has the ability to raise chicks, and if it was came out of a dead chicken, it doesn't have that ability. Come on, this is another pshat. What does it mean, when it comes out, it's complete? When it comes out, the majority of it is considered complete. What does that mean? What's the Kedachanan? Dharma Yechanan, Be'esh Yatzeruba, Merav Yat, V'chazra, Muteres Lachab Yantif. The egg which came out, even the majority, started coming out. And then it went back in. 
sounds like this can happen. It can start coming out. It's not so common. The Gemara will say later on, but it can happen. It can start coming out and then go back in. So the Gemara says muteris lechol biyantif. It's actually mutiriyantif, which means it's complete as if it's, it's considered as if it actually was laid, even though it didn't actually come out fully. It just came out the majority. That's considered to be enough. It's laid on yantif and before yantif, and therefore now it's edible on yantif. So now what it means was when it comes out the majority, not fully, the majority, that's considered to be a complete egg, and therefore if that happened in of Yantif, you can eat the egg on Yantif itself as it was laid before Yantif, even though it wasn't fully laid. That's a second shot in this Gemara, that once it came out the majority, it's considered laid. Vikadamri, a third now explanation, says the opposite. No, it has to come out fully to be considered a laid egg, which means, Mitzias kula in, if it came out fully, it's considered a laid egg. If it only came out the majority, went back in, it's not considered a laid egg, and therefore, the opposite of Yechanan, and therefore, if you have an egg which was came out the majority or Nerev Yantif and went back inside, that egg is not considered laid, you would not be allowed to eat it on Yantif because it, the fact that it came out partly or mostly is not sufficient until it comes out fully. Okay, so that's the Gemara now, back to what we discussed earlier. The person who shechted a chicken and found in there fully developed eggs. We said before you can eat those with milk, which means they're considered to be separate from the chicken, not part of the chicken, even though it's inside the chicken. They're considered independent because they are fully developed, independent of the chicken. And if we can eat them with milk, they're not considered to be a part of a chicken. As we know, we could eat our eggs with milk, that's for sure. Right? There was a canad already here. The dishes, even though they were still inside the chicken, which means it was still somewhat part of it, once they were fully developed and independent of the chicken, those are permissible to eat with milk. Ravakiv says, If they are still which means they were still attached to the actual ovaries, which means they were, they were physically attached, that's going to be a surace. That's going to be considered oster. The are considered part of the chicken now, and therefore they are oster with milk. The Gemara says, "Man Tanalu, who is the the uh, the Tana which holds like Rav Yaakov that if they are t- still attached to the ovaries, it's considered to be a egg, a part of the chicken." The Gemara says, "It sounds like the following brisa: Tan Rabban and Eichol Menevelas Oftar. A person eats from a nevela. Nevela is a, she- a bird which wasn't shechted properly, and a person who eats from a nevela of tar. So if he eats from the actual part of the of the chicken itself, he becomes tummy. That's halacha." Eat from the vela of an oftar, become tummy. However, if you eat from the, the parts of the chicken, which aren't really considered to be the chicken itself, we'll see from the bones and from the sinews, things which aren't considered the chicken itself, that does not make you tummy. So, the more now, the Mishnah Bryce explains. Now, the more now, it seems to assume a shalol shabayim is our case, where it's eating from the, from, the, from the eggs, which are still attached to the ovaries. That's considered to be shalol shabayim. Or, we not tummy, so you eat from the Bones, from the sinews, or a piece of flesh which was pulled off of a live chicken. All those cases are tar. You don't eat from an avela of a of tar. You eat from the bones of it. The bones not considered the chicken itself. That's just a, a right. It's only from the actual flesh of it, which is considered to be the flesh of it when it came out came out um, after it was dead. But if you ate from the eshkol shabayim, which we're, we're assuming now. At least the assumption is from the ovaries itself, which really is part of the chicken. Mina Krokovin. Krokovin is the crop. Minamayan is the intestines. Oshim Chesachelavigamo, if you took actual chelav from the fats and you you uh, dissolved it and, and, and swallowed it, tummy. 
that's all part of the actual chicken itself, whether it's the ovaries, whether it's the crap of the chicken, whether it's the intestines, or it's part of the chalav, that's considered tummy. So it says, Man tanam eshol shabayim tar, who is the author of the of the Brisa, which says that if it came from the shal shabayim, which we just explained before means from the eggs, which were attached to the ovaries at tar, it sounds like Zalak of Yaakov. Dear of Yaakov, he says that if they're attached to the ovaries, it's us, which means it's still considered part of the chicken itself, instead of part of technically part of the chicken. And we're saying now that it's tar, which means it's now not considered part of the chicken, it's like an egg, separate part of the chicken. So therefore the Mara seems to say that Rav Yaakov, who's, who loved the opinion that says that the eggs attached to the ovaries still considered to be part of the chicken, would not be consistent with this brisa that says that, that those eggs are considered to be tar, because they're not considered part of the chicken. I'm going to buy you note. You cannot necessarily compare tuma to eating with milk. He only said it over there, He only was mach, whether we consider it to be, to be allowed to be eaten. Um, I'm sorry, they're not allowed to be eaten with milk when it's, as far as isser, they would consider it to be not a fully developed egg vis-a-vis the the uh, chicken, still considered p- attached to the chicken, and therefore we asked to eat with milk. Avalinin tumalo. Tumalo were not as machma necessarily. It wasn't as machma for tumalo. So why, why not? Why would you be more machma for milk than tumalo? Where says there's a rule. Afushi tumahu. Afushi tumahu drabana lo mafshinan. To spread tumma, we try to avoid, especially in Dinid Rabbanan, this is a Dinid Rabbanan, when it's part of the chicken, not part of the chicken, we try to avoid generally spreading tumma more than necessary, and therefore we are not going to be gozer on tumma. But as far as eating with milk, that we are machmaran, and therefore if Yaakov was machmar, that these eggs are so attached to the ovaries, we are machmaran and considered to be usher to eat with milk. So that's one way of understanding this, this brysa, that the brysa was, was, was made a distinction between the Eggs are still attached to the ovaries that are considered to be um, still considered to be part of part of the chicken, and will only be machmer. Uh, Yaakov will only be machmer in a din of eating with milk. And now, when it comes as far as tama, ikadamri man tana min eshkol shabayim tami. Who is the opinion which says from the eshkol shabayim is tami? Which again we understood telling eshkol shabayim was referring to the eggs attached to the ovaries. Am revius of Yaakov. This version of the, of the Ikadami wants to seems to assume that Eshkol Shabayim and Mu'is Begidin is not the same thing. Meaning, Rav Yaakov said, if you have the eggs attached to the ovaries, that's going to be Asa, which means it considers to be part of the chicken. And the Brisa said, Eshkol Shabayim is Tameh, which, which seems to be that the eggs attached to the ovaries are Tameh. That's what the Gemara seems to do, the same thing. And the Gemara says, you know, who told you that Eshko means the eggs attached to the ovaries? Maybe he's referring to the ovaries themselves. What's a chiddush that the ovaries themselves are considered tamay, they're, they're, they're part of the chicken. Maybe it's someone's like the crook and the crop and the mimnayin. Even though they're really part of the chicken. But since not everyone eats them, people don't eat the, 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 the crop, they don't eat the intestines, maybe that's a chiddush that's considered to be tummy and part of the actual chicken as far as tummy. 
Since the ovaries are something which is not necessarily eaten, we have to tell you a chiddush that they're considered to be tummy, and therefore that's why we spoke about it. But the eggs which are attached to the ovaries could be that would be different, and could be that would not be the same halacha as the ovaries themselves. Okay, so that's the end of that discussion regarding the eggs attached to the ovaries. Come on, I'll get to another fascinating discussion regarding the eggs of the chicken. Tan any animal or any uh, creature that has relations by day and only by day will give birth only by day. That's a rule. If it only has relations only at night, is going to give birth only at night. But if it has relations by day or by night, Nolad then you can have a child whether by day or by night. Moy now explains and gives examples. What's an example of something which only has relations by day and therefore only have a child by day? Zutanagolis. That's a chicken. A chicken only has relations by day. The, the, the zachar, the male, only fertilizes the chicken by day and therefore it only lays eggs by day. That's a bat. That only has relations at night, and therefore the the birth. I think it's eggs also, right? Bats have eggs, I'm assuming? No, they actually have... Uh, what? Bats and mammals, they actually they give birth? Yeah. Okay, good, thank you. So, that birth only is by night. But someone whose relations both by day or by night, Adam, like a, like a, like a human being, the whole dumb or any other animal similar to it, which has, I'm assuming, most animals, most mammals, it's not necessarily tied to day or by night. So the birth could be by day or by night. It's very, sounds like two very specific examples of animals that are either only by night or only by day, of the, the bats only by, by night, chickens only by day, and therefore that's going to carry out in terms of the way it gives birth. Now the Gemara says, okay, so it sounds like a very interesting fact. But is that, does it have halachic ramifications? This rule we just said, that anything which has relations only by day will give birth by day. Can you tell me a practical halachic difference based on that, that fact? Morris says, yes. Like the halacha of Kahana, the following halacha. You went to the nest. Right before Yantif, and you checked, are there any eggs in there? Right before Yantif starts, and the nest was empty. There's no eggs in there. The next morning, on Yantif itself, Hishkim, you get up, and you find the egg in there, it's mutter. Now, I don't what, what's, what's the idea behind that? Because the only way possible this egg must have been laid is, at, is, is by day. It's not possible. It couldn't have come at night. That means you checked right before, and there was no egg there. You checked the first thing in the morning before the right, before daybreak, and there was an egg there. Now the only it, it would seem you would assume this egg was hatched was late at night, but we just said the rule it can't be late at night. So the mother says it must be. It really came the day before. One second, Valley Budnik, you checked it. <laughs> you saw it empty. So what do you mean? You tell me a rule. It came by. This must be proved the rule is wrong because you checked it and it was empty. Mother says no. Maybe you must assume you didn't check a well. It means you just did a quick glance in there. You didn't see an egg. Next morning you find an egg. Must be you missed it the first time around. And you know the proof is? Because it only gives only hatches by day. So it must have been that it hatched the day before. Let's say you checked a well. Now I feel about the gaff. Maybe you checked, checked a well. So what are you going to say then? I checked the well. I checked the whole nest and nothing was there. So well, how is it possible? 
Maybe we, just, we had before that it could have come out mostly, the chazan, and go back in. And we have Yerachan's halacha was that as long as it came out mostly, that's considered laid. So if you have the egg in the morning, you know what happened? It must have been like that case. It must have really come out mostly by day. Went back in, that's why you didn't find it. And then it came out, but it really is considered laid already by day, like Yerachan's halacha, that he says to go by day. Gemara says, but A person in this case who checked a, a nest of a Tanagolas on Erev Yantif, didn't find an egg. the next morning, and he finds it one in the, one in the morning, it's Asr. So Gemara says, one second, you just told me it's Mutter, because you told me it had to have been born, I'm sorry, it had to have been laid by the day before. So why is, why is Yusuf and Shal saying it's Asr? Which is Asr, but the Safran Yara. That's referring to an unfertilized egg. So unfertilized eggs can come out by night. Fertilized eggs, an egg can, a chicken can only hatch an egg which is fertilized by day. But an unfertilized egg can come out even by night, and therefore if it's unfertilized egg, that can come out by night. Kamar says, if so, Kamar says, now Rav Mori's case before we just said, the egg is mutter. Maybe it was unfertilized. Maybe that, who told you it was a fertilized egg? Maybe it was unfertilized. says, No, there was a male there. After the male there, the egg will always be fertilized. That's the rule. When the male is around, it's going to fertilize all the eggs. Kamar says, Who said? Even if there was a male there, maybe it's still one that didn't get fertilized. Amravina, Gemiri, there's a rule which we established. If there's a male around, it will not be unfertilized. <coughs> Males will always fertilize eggs. If male around, it's always going to fertilize the eggs. That's a rule for chickens. And therefore, if, you, if there was a zakha around and you found this egg, you can assume it was fertilized, and therefore you assume it actually came out by day and not by night. That comma, how far away does a male have to be to, to assume that it's going to fertilize the egg? This is fascinating. As long as you hear the the, the sound of the, of the male by day, that's already considered to be, you assume, that male is close enough to fertilize the egg. Avra of Mori Uvda, he made a test, at Shisambat, and he said, till 60 houses away. This, this rooster, this, right, the male is the rooster, the male is the rooster. rooster. The rooster will find its way there. 60 houses away, up until now, you can assume it's going to find its way there and fertilize that egg. That's considered like a, a done deal. The exception will be if there's a river, it won't pass it. Chickens uh, can't cross rivers necessarily so easily. So then you can assume it's not going to be showed up. But if it has a bridge, it, it, it crossed it. But if there's a very thin, like a, like a rope bridge, not really very uh, confident for chicken to cross there, then then it won't go across it. And the most even that's incorrect. Have you there was a story Vaavra Mitzra and I managed to get across even a very thin rope, and therefore you see clearly that these eggs, they are these these males are determined they're going to get to the female chicken and they're going to, to fertilize the eggs. So you can assume if there's a male around within sixty houses, even across a thin bridge, it's going to make its way across and get there and fertilize the egg. Kamari says, okay, one second. Pimayu came to the iris. So we said that the Chicken that was usser 
which was which we assumed it could have come by night, was a case of saffron yara, where it was unfertilized egg. And then we said it could even be laid by night. Whereas if that's the case, Mary Abadik, why is it relevant that you checked it before and to see it was empty? Nami. Even if you didn't check it, it's going to be awesome because we have to assume that it could have been laid by, by night. Gemara says, therefore, the, the fact that you check it doesn't make it any better. Gemara says, no, Kilei Baduk, If you didn't check it, maybe it came from Erev Yantif. And Taka came from the day before, and then it'll be okay. Gemara says, Ihachi, if so, Kibaduk Nami, even if you did check it, Maybe we had the possibility before that it maybe came out mostly and went back in. So why should it be a problem? Gemara says, no, Kudurichanan is not shriach. That means you're not going to assume that Kudurichanan's case happened unless you had no other, other possibility. So before we said that when the egg is only laid by day, it must have come out like Kudurichanan, and that's why you didn't find it. But if, you, if it was an unfertilized egg, so we're not going to assume that happened like Kudurichanan, we'll assume it probably came out on at night, on Yantav, and if it's going to be awesome. Okay, one last halacha, which is unrelated, but it's sent by the same person. If you have a liquefied um, garlic, it's going to be a sakanta to drink it. Actually, maybe there was, a, again, a question of a snake putting its poison in there, and it was left uncovered overnight. You have to assume that maybe a, a, a snake got into there. It's going to be asked to drink it. Okay, so that ends the discussion regarding eggs. Now we're going to move on to the next halacha in the Mishnah. Which was another machlokus b'shami mezilal. Let's refer back to there, back to the daf beizam aleph. The second machlokus the mission was about sa'ar and chametz. Sa'ar we translated as sourdough, and the b'shami's opinion was that sa'ar sourdough is a kazayis, and chametz was a kosevis, which was the size of a date. And mezilal says both of them are kazayis. That means the amount to be chayiv for eating on Pesach is going to be kazayis for both a sa'ar and, and, and chametz. And Mishami um, differentiates between Sar and, and Chametz. Gemara says, Mishami Omrim, Sar Bekazayis. Maitamai Mishami, what is the rationale for Mishami? Imkein Lichtov Rachmana, Chametz, Vloboi Sar. Because the Torah could have just said Chametz and doesn't have to mention Sar. Ranami, now it's figured out. Uma Chametz in Chemutse Kasha, Chametz doesn't have the ability to really, right, it's not as strong as, as, as sourdough. The kazayis, the lochus, the kazayis, sar, sourdough. Shechimut sekosh lekoshkin? Isn't it obvious? So, sar, the kosher, one alamali. So, why is it tough to actually repeat sar as well? The Pasuk says both sar and chametz yichayef for. Just say chametz and you'll figure out sar by itself. So, it must be coming to tell you, lomalacha, shirish lozeh, lokish shirish lozeh, that the shirim are different and the shir of a, of a, of a kazayis is only relevant to a um, to chametz, but sar is going to be even a even a, a lesser amount. Ubeiselel tzrich. He says no. Both sar and kazayis, and both sar and chametz are necessary. You would say the reason why chayef is sar is because it's much stronger. Chametz, which is not as strong, and I can be chayef for. So if I have to say sar, and for just say chametz, from the royal achila, because chametz is royal achila, something which you can eat. So you can't eat. That's why you need both. So therefore he says, there's no extra words over here. The Torah needed both. One chedesh is that it's strong, one chedesh is that it's edible. And if it says both. Let's say the Rav Zera. 
Right? The Pasuk starts off with Tzar and ends off with Chamit. So it switches the middle. So if Zayra says, it must be coming to tell you that they really one and the same. So Bishami, how can you disagree with that? It seems the explicit Pasuk which says they're both the same. She doesn't hold about the same. Where it says you're right. As far as eating, everyone agrees with the same shear. The same shear, they're both going to be a Kazayas for eating. As far as destroying it. You do not learn out beer from Achila, and therefore, even though it's true that for Achila, both the same because Ayas, when it comes to beer, different shear. You learn out beer from Achila, they're both the same thing, same shear for destroying them, is the same shear for eating them, and they're both going to be one and the same. Same point. The Chokas is regarding beer as far as destroying it. When it comes to eating it, both agree that both Sar and Chametz is the Kazayas. Tanya Mihachi, Valir Lacha, Sar, Valir Lacha, Chametz, Samachokish, Mishami, Vesilal, Shabishami, Omrem, Sar, Bekazayas, Chametz, Bekasavis, Vesil Omrem, Zevaz, Bekazayas. But again, it's referring to the halacha of beer, not referring to the halacha of eating it. Eating it, everyone agrees, both of the Kazayas. That was halacha number two. Halacha number three in the Mishnah was regarding a um, regarding the halach of Kisi Hadam, what did the Mishnah say? Go back to the Mishnah for a moment. Someone is shechted a chayer of beyond. If someone shechted a chayer of, which is a chicken or a chaya, which both require to be covered the blood, the Shami says you can dig on yantif with a shovel and cover the cover the blood. And Mishnah says no, you cannot shecht unless you have unless you have dirt prepared before yantif. That was what they still argued on. But the Mishnah and the Rav both agree that if you did shecht, shem shachat, then you're allowed to go dig to cover it. That means Mishnah says you can't shecht lachatchila if you don't have dirt ready. And Mishnah seems to argue and then says you can. Both agree if you did shecht and you didn't realize and then you said, oh my gosh, what's, what am I should I do? You can dig afterwards and go cover it. Simar says as follows. Hashochet. Shochet is a very strange word. Hashochet sounds like you did it already. It was done inadvertently. That's strange. We assume the Chokot B'Sham was, can you do a Lachatchila? Can you decide, I want to go Shecht without having dirt prepared? So what's a Shochet? A Shochet sounds like the Yevedi and Lachatchila low. It sounds like only with the Yevedi you can go and cover it. That doesn't make sense. Aim a Sefer, look at the Sefer. Ubeisel Omrim, lo Yishchat. You should not Shecht. Nechal Tadakam, unless with Tadakam, which B'Shamay. Sava Yishcho, it sounds like you could do a Lachatchila. So what's going on over here? Kamar says, no. Maybe you have to read it as follows. Maybe it meant don't shecht and cover. That means not that you could shecht, but don't shecht and cover. Bishami is saying don't shecht and cover. And is saying even that's awesome. That's not going to work. Look at the end of the Mishnah. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees if you did already shecht, you're allowed to go and, and dig. It must be the case of the ratio wasn't that you already shecht already, but you're at to this, you want to decide to shecht. And Mishami says you can decide to shecht even if you don't have dirt because you can dig now. And Mishami says you can't. So what's going on here? So how do you understand the hashochet? 
someone who is shechted. What's going on? The Gemara explains the following. Amurah b'achikamar. Hashorcha means shabali malach. He's coming to ask you a question. Hashorcha, the one who wants to shecht, the one who's about to shecht, they come to ask you and says, what should I do? Ketzad omerlo, what should you tell him? Bishami omerlo, you could tell him, shchot, yeah, go shecht. Chafar, and then dig, v'chasa, and then cover. So it's, on Hashorcha means the one who's about to shecht and the one who wants to know what to do. Ubisel omerim, lo yeshchet, no, you cannot shecht. Elam kein ha'yilu ofa, mulchem ba'yilu, let's say the before. That's one shot. So the, again, the, the, the Hashorah can someone who wants to go do stuff. Rav Yosef says a very similar halacha, but one slight difference. Rav Yosef, Amar Hachik Amar. Hashorah is coming to ask the question, what should I do? Ketzer Amar, what should I tell him? Bishami Omrim, Omar Lo, Lech, one change here. Chafar, first he says dig, and then shchot, because, and then shacht and cover. Ubisel Omrim, Lo Yishra, you can't shacht at all, because you don't have dirt. Elam Ketzer Amar, Ofer Mulchem Yom. So they're both saying the same shot in the Mishnah, that the Hashorchah meant someone's coming to ask the question, but the one distinction was, do you first dig or you first shacht? What's pshat in the Snaf Kamina? Amalei Abayi, Lev Yosef, Lemo, Lemar, Verabba, Dovzeira, Kamiflugi. The arguing in the pshat in Rav Zeira. Amamar. Amar Zeira, Amamar. Hashorchah, it's a chshitin, afal lamatu, afal lamala. Rav Zeira says that when you shacht, kisei adam is not just on top. It's actually before you shacht, you have to have dirt on bottom as well. So therefore, the pshat is as follows. The first opinion said, you have to ignore shecht and then dig. You know why? He must hold. You don't need to have dirt on bottom. So you could shecht and then get the dirt afterwards. But the second opinion of Yosef, who said, you have to dig first, must have held. You need dirt on bottom as well. So first you have to dig, put dirt on bottom, then shecht, and then dig again to put dirt on top. Sounds like it's a machlokas. Shem v'shavach is dama over chaseyu, ba'afer. Afer l'anamela bi'afer. So the Demarius said there was there. Rabbi also said there was there. It sounds like that if Yosef doesn't hold holds a Rav Zera, and Rabbi doesn't because he says you could shack first and dig afterwards. Amalei no. Bein li didi, bein the Rabbi is said there was there. Both hold the Rav Zera. You have to have dirt on bottom and dirt on top. Vach abakim refugim. What's the machlokus? Rabbi saver yikar afal lamata in ilolo. Chashin and dilma mil nefel shachet. He says if you have dirt there ready. Then you can go shecht. If you don't have dirt already, we're not going to let you dig. Why not? Because we're scared you might dig and then change your mind. Say, I'm not going to shecht. So we don't let you dig beforehand because we're scared you're not going to go shecht. And you might just change your mind and then you end up digging for no reason, which was Asr. Uli ha difuli. He says, I'd rather you go and dig now. Why? Do you low shower slave? You're not going to let you to dig beforehand. You won't be able to go and shecht in the first place. So he said, rather you go and dig now, put the dirt on bottom. Ah, you might forget. Okay, it's true. I might change your mind. We won't take that chance. Rather you take the chance of changing your mind, at least giving you the opportunity to go and shecht on Yontif and have fresh chicken on Yontif, rather than saying, if you have no dirt there, no shechting, because you might go change your mind and end up having no fresh chicken on Yontif. And certainly the Simchas Yontif would override that chashash that, that, that and allow you to go and dig, shecht, and then cover the chicken afterwards. Okay, we'll stop over here.